All is not well for press freedom in the birthplace of democracy. Over the last few years, media freedom in Greece has undergone a clear erosion, seeing the Mediterranean country double down in the World Press Freedom Index to the lowest in the European Union, setting alarm bells ringing in Brussels and beyond. During this time, the country has experienced the broad daylight assassination of a crime reporter, multiple arson attacks on media offices, a string of high-profile vexatious lawsuits against the press, and serious criminal charges against media reporting on a major pharmaceutical scandal, to name it but a few. But on this podcast episode, we'll look at one of the most high-profile of these many attacks on press freedom in Greece, the illegal surveillance of a journalist using spyware. You're listening to the latest episode of the MFRR In Focus, a podcast by the Media Freedom Rapid Response, a consortium of press freedom organizations from across Europe. Today we are shining the spotlight on Greece. I'm your host Ronja Koskinen, press freedom officer at the International Press Institute, IPI. The recent fact-finding mission to Greece, conducted by MFRR partners together with Committee to Protect Journalists, CPJ, and Reporters Without Borders, RSF, revealed that justice has not yet been served for these serious cases of illegal surveillance. Despite our alerts and specific proposals, the legislation regulating surveillance has undergone only cosmetic changes or changes designed to let the government off the hook. On this episode, I'll speak with the first journalist in the world who was confirmed to have been surveilled using predator spyware, Tanasis Kokakis. Last year it was revealed that in summer 2021, Financial and banking reporter Tanasis Kokakis, who has worked for news outlets such as the Financial Times, CNBC and CNN Greece, had his phone hacked using the sophisticated spyware tool Predator. The confirmed infection of his mobile device, which allowed the user to harvest his data, messages, contacts and even encrypted chats, was the first confirmed case of any Greek citizen being surveilled using the then little-known hacking tool Predator. He was also separately wiretapped by the Greek security services under obscure national security grounds. Tanasis, thanks for joining us. Uh, And yeah, the revelation about uh, your spyware surveillance, uh, later followed by government and opposition politicians, military chiefs uh, and other journalists, um, was the initial spark of a major surveillance scandal uh, for the government. Uh, I want to ask you about the wider implications, but before we jump ahead, uh, let's start at the beginning. How did you first find out about the surveillance? Okay, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. So we have to return back in um, July of uh, 2020. Uh, it was a period of time that my mobile phone started um, behaving a very peculiar way. Um, the battery was over fatigue. Um, it was running off rapidly. Uh, at the same time, uh, it was overheating. And the most strange thing it was that uh, when I was calling someone, this uh, person went direct to the line with no any ring uh, in between. So I find it extremely um, uh, bizarre uh, and, and I went to my main tenant store of my iPhone. 
So there I changed the battery amid the service of the phone, but despite the fact that I did all those things, um, the, the my mobile phone um, continued to act in the same way. So at that time, um, I was uh, suspicious a bit, and I asked for one of my sources to see whether something wrong is going on with my telecommunications. And um, indeed, this person came uh, after two weeks and informed me that I had been uh, worked up, had been under surveillance from the Greek National Security Agency. I didn't believe him at the very beginning. So I asked him to bring, to, to bring me uh, tangible evidence about that. And uh, he returned back after two weeks again, at the beginning of August of 2020. Uh, he showed me some transcripts of, uh, of telecommunications from I had at the beginning of June of 2020. I was uh, really shocked about this event, and I made uh, the same. The, the next day, I made a complaint to the Cabinet Authority for the Security of Telecommunications in Greece, in order to reply uh, for which region I had been under surveillance for other surveillance from the Greek National Security Agency. So, but this is was the main event that. Uh, when I learned that there was other surveillance from the other surveillance from the Greek National Security Agency, it was the summer of 2020. But it wasn't the only surveillance. Um, during uh, the December of uh, 2021, uh, the Citizen Lab of the University of Toronto and META published a report and uh, in which they um, uh, revealed the existence of a new, very intrusive spyware, Predator. Um, the Predator, according to this um, uh, report, Predator had been sold to several uh, governments uh, globally and among them, Greece. Um, the report of Meta and uh, Citizen Lab had been uh, reproduced by uh, local um, uh, media, uh, investigate uh, uh, media, uh, inside story. That occurred at January of 2022, almost three weeks after the initial revelations. Uh, at this point, uh, at, uh, inside story, doesn't uh, it it revealed the content of the report and at the same time it revealed that uh, the meta report makes specific reference to fake URLs domain names that have been created in order to uh, infect mobile phones in Greece. Uh, when I read the report of Meta after I read the inside story uh, report. I realized that among the 40 URL links, it was CNN Greece, insider.gr, and hellasjournal.com, three templates that at that point I had active collaboration with. I find that extremely interesting and strange. And uh, I get uh, in contact directly with David Agranovich, 
who is the author of the meta report and um, he is responsible in order to address threats uh, for Facebook and Meta. And David Agranovich, he was very eager to help and immediately brought me in touch with Citizen Lab. So Citizen Lab and uh, Billy Marzak, the analyst of the Citizen Lab, ran a diagnostic control of my mobile phone and at the March of 2022, it was in position to establish and document that my phone had been um, uh, hacked with Predator during 2021, but even earlier. Why we said that? Because the Predator had this function, it is able to erase the logs of the infection. And um, uh, despite the fact that uh, I was lucky and uh, the logs of one of my infections have, haven't been um, erased, uh, Citizen Lab was in position to, to share with um, uh, and validate that uh, it, it was very um, um, possible that the fact that I have an earlier infection. And uh, that was true. How we know that? We knew that because that after the scandal uh, of the uh, wiretapping uh, and the illegal surveillance through the conventional technology of the National Security Agency and through the Predator had been um, uh, revealed, and uh, the inquiry committees uh, had been set and the independent authorities here in Greece made their own inquiries. The Hellenic Data Protection uh, Committee, a constitutional committee here in Greece, uh, it was uh, through its inquiry documented that approximately 88 persons, individuals, had been uh, infected or attempted to infect it with predator, meaning that they have received a link with a predator infection between the end of 2020 and uh, the mid-2022. And um, they say the Hellenic Data Protection Authority sent to every one of these 80, 80 persons individually a letter with information of when they receive the malicious link and when we with which content. So I was able through this information to identify other infections and or attempt of infections that myself and Citizen Lab we were not aware of. Um, the government immediately uh, denied it was responsible um, and that it had ever used or purchased the technology. So this seemed to suggest uh, it was some kind of private actor. Uh, however, from what we know about spyware firms, this kind of advanced technology is only normally sold to state bodies, police, counterterrorism bodies uh, for their work. So what do we know now about who this was used by and why? Yes, um, you are right. The narrative of the government has changed uh, more than three times during the revelation period. At the very beginning, at the April of 2022, uh, they claimed that uh, my surveillance through Predator 
run by individuals, by private uh, um, uh, counterparts. Uh, but um, the journalistic uh, uh, the, the revelations came up through the journalistic teams here in Greece, but abroad, uh, documented the fact that uh, the people that were behind the uh, the Alexa, the Greek in the Alexa, uh, the company that had been set up by, by the, Tal, the Israeli Tal Dillian and the Greek um, collaborator Felix Bidios at the mid of 2020, uh, this company, Intelexa, uh, the journalistic, uh, uh, the, the revelations came from journalists and our investigations revealed that had even direct collaboration with the Greek national security agents. So imagine uh, in a, one of the latest reports, of course, we have uh, made all the correlations between the individuals, the private, uh, the, the owners of the Intelexa, and the, the the Greek government uh, staff that was um, responsible in order to run daily the Greek National Security Agency. But one of the recent revelations, it was um, even more profound by the meaning that uh, the journalists show that Intelexa and its staff had taken this task in order to to draft a memorandum of understanding between the Greek authority, Greek National Security Agency, and the North Macedonia Cabinet Authority for their cybersecurity. So the, the relations between the Alexa and the Greek National Security Agency, it was so close that the Alexa had taken the task even to um, um, to, uh, to write down drafts for uh, the interstate um, uh, agreements. So yes, in the very beginning, so that the, the Greek government denied the fact that uh, it was using a predator. After the revelations, after the list of the targets, uh, they said that you know, indeed, something strange has happened, but it's not the central government, the one that you have to, to blame. It was personnel of the Greek uh, staffs of the Greek NSA that, that had been disposed after that. And uh, finally, it had been documented that the Greek prime minister office, Mr. Mitsotakis, it was one of the recipients of uh, the Greek Prime Minister Office was among the recipients of the Intelexa draft that had to do with the um, interstate agreement between the memorandum of understanding, the interstate agreement between the uh, Greek NSA and the Skokia NSA, okay, the North Macedonian NSA. Why the Greek government it still tries to deny the fact that have any relationship with the predator? Because the predator is a illegal. Any surveillance with this power, it's illegal. It's during the period of time that had been run the surveillances, it was illegal. And we are talking about a felony. It's a crime. Okay. All the surveillance and wiretapping that is running through the conventional technology, uh, it needs in order to uh, proceed a signature from the 
prosecutor that he acts internally in the Greek National Security Agency. Those uh, uh, orders for surveillance are, uh, are legal or lawful, okay? But predator, it's clearly legal. Uh, the fact that the Greek government used predator, um, uh, it is a crime. And that's why, for the very beginning, the Greek government denied that it had uh, any relationship with the predator that acquired the predator uh, with uh, public money or that um, uh, entities within the um, Greek uh, state use the predator. Okay, but as I told you and as I explained, this narrative had already um, revealed that it was just an excuse. Uh, so since you first reported this, uh, what has been done to achieve accountability for those responsible? Um, investigations by police and prosecutors, are they probing? Um, and do you have hope anyone will ever be officially found responsible? So uh, at the very, uh, let me say that uh, for more than 17 months, it's an open inquiry from the Greek prosecutors. They are trying to... Um, uh to personalize the crimes which is not easy because you have private actors and you have actors within the state so it is a, a sensitive and fragile um, um, process which needs extremely delicate documentation in order to be accurate and in order the final outcome meaning the the judicial process you do not have any uh, um, uh, any faults, okay? Indeed, we have this open judicial process. The three prosecutors in Athens they are running the inquiry. Uh, I believe that this will conclude in the forthcoming uh, months before the end of the year or at the beginning of the next year. Uh, and I believe that they will do what is uh, necessary in order to to bring justice in this case. In the meantime, uh, the, during the summer of 2022, when uh, the, we have the revelations that, be, uh, that among the targets of the predator, it was uh, the head of the third biggest political party and the European Parliament member back then, Mikos Adoulakis, the Greek government, uh, under the pressure of the opposition parties, uh, made an uh, inquiry committee within the Greek parliament, which was under the confidentiality. So there's nothing, nothing official from this uh, inquiry. It was a parody of inquiry. The, the outcomes, it was, uh, the, the, there was no, no outcome of this um, uh, of this uh, committee, the only thing that they tried to do was to postpone and to put, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, to make things even more blurred. Uh, at the same time, we have two um, independent authorities in Greece, ADAE, the, the Covenant Authority for the Security of the Telecommunication, and and uh, the other committee that I have referred to, to the Hellenic uh, Data, the, the Data Protection with Hellenic Committee, that they are running their own uh, individually um, inquiries and they are trying to put light in this case with a lot of barriers and with a lot of obstacles. And one of them is that the fact that the government 
since try to control the majority in, in these independent uh, authorities and to intervene into their progress. And it's something that is it's happening from the very beginning. Okay. And um, it was indicative that when I filed the complaint to the Hellenic, um, to the prominent authority for the security of telecommunications, a constitutional committee, excuse me, a constitutional authority, and this authority, by by this uh, mandate, it was responsible to provide me information within a certain period of time, within a six months, for the fact that I was under surveillance for the which reasons. So what had happened in the March of 2021, six months at the, at the end of this window of the six months period, the Greek government amended retrospectively the law of the Covenant Authority in order and prohibited to the authority, to the constitutional authority, to the independent authority, to provide any information for what happens that have occurred for national security reasons. So for this part, for this retrospectively amendment of the law, which had been happened in order to address just one individual case, my case, I have filed a complaint back in the July of 2022 to the European Court of Human Rights for the for this, I can say that it is almost an authoritarian practice of the Greek government in order to amend it to the law and prohibit uh, to the authority and to me, to myself, to learn uh, about the fact that I have been under surveillance. What more do we know about this company, Intellexa, and the spyware market's predator? Um, it's uh, based in Greece uh, now. And you also mentioned North uh, Macedonia. So if you can uh, elaborate on that. Greece had been, uh, uh, the Alexa had been set up in Greece during 2020 from uh, the Israeli entrepreneur Tardilian, who had been uh, very active in Cyprus until 2019. But because of a white tapping scandal there, he had been expelled from the country and he came in Greece in order to set up his operation here. One of the facilitators of, uh, of uh, Dillian here in Greece was Felix uh, Bidios and his collaborators, uh, people that they are active in the arm dealers here in Greece. So he fa they facilitate the establishment of Intellexa here in Greece, and uh, they run the operation together. Uh, Predator, it is a spyware that has been created from um, a very wise Israeli IT guy. His name is Rotem Farkas, and he had uh, started his uh, operations uh, in Hungary uh, through the company Cytrox. The Cytrox had um, uh, had created an, a North Macedonia branch, uh, and it, it, it is this branch that had been acquired from the Greek, uh, from the Intellexa group of companies, from Tardilia, and became the main product of Intellexa. So in North Macedonia, we have Cytrox. In Greece, we have Intellexa. They both belong to Intellexa group of companies. And they were uh, running their uh, operations from, from Greece and uh, North Macedonia. So uh, 
almost a dozen of Israelis that they were working for the Alexa that came here and established here in Greece uh, during the period of 2020-2022. After the revelations, they, they fly away. Uh, they have been, uh, they lived Greece at the summer of 2022, okay? And uh, we know that the majority of those guys are uh, right now, they are still uh, had operations in North Macedonia, but the, most of the time they're operating at the European, uh, the um, United Arab Emirates, and they are established to Abu Dhabi. So the Greek branch of the Alexa provided a lot of help to Darville and its collaborators during the period of time of 2020-2022. Greece became a center of proliferation of the predator spyware, meaning that uh, the Greek Ministry of Foreign Affairs had facilitated the Alexa in order to export predator abroad we have already documented, we have the official documents of the export permissions that have been given to intellectual collaborators from the Greek Minister of Foreign Affairs in order to export to Sudan, to Madagascar, to Ukraine, and uh, to other countries. But we know that in the meantime, that Intellexa, through other companies that were belonging to Intellexa group of companies, for example, like the... Um, trans company Nexa had been, uh, they used Greece in order, not just to export Predator software and hardware abroad, but even for uh, train uh, foreign officials coming from third countries, for example, from Bangladesh, imagine that officials for the security forces of Bangladesh came here in Athens and they have been trained to the Intellexa software and hardware in the facilities that the Intellexa had in, in Greece. So uh, the same had happened with other countries, okay? And we know that the, um, uh, the Predator had been uh, sold to African uh, regimes and even in Latin America and to other uh, countries that belong into Arab uh, Peninsula. The fact is that um, Greece became the, the facilitator, the Greek government became the facilitator of uh, intellectual operations. And uh, this is even more indicative of the close collaboration so that the Greek authorities had with the intellectual, with the heads of intellectual and the supporters of intellectual. Uh, faced with these allegations and revelations, um, what has the Greek government done so far to address this issue? Um, changes in the law, banning spyware, uh, reforming uh, of the uh, ADAE. Uh, what is your assessment of these changes so far? The only thing that the government did at the back of December of 2020 is to amend the law for surveillances in order to bring more obstacles to the independent authorities, and at the same time to to legislate in the to give a, a, a broader a context of how the spyware have to be used in the future. Okay, uh, but uh, this was the only things that they they did. They didn't give any help 
and collaborated to the independent authorities to the European Parliament or to the European Commission in every stage that they have been asked for. When we have the PEGA committees here, the PEGA committee here in Greece, they didn't provide any facilitation in order or to give documents or uh, anything else that had been asked. And which is a, 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 and indicative of what, what I am saying is that imagine that at the 14th of February of 2023, the European Commission Vice President, who is responsible for uh, the export of uh, dual use products like Predator, Valtis uh, Dobrovskis, asked the Greek government officially to provide information for the fact that during 2021 and 2022, the Greek Minister of Foreign Affairs had given export license to Intelexa in order to export Predator. Since as we, now we are in October of 2023, more than um, nine months have passed, and the European Commission still waits the reply of the Greek government. So um the lack of interest in order to provide any um uh, any uh, any replies to the official request from the from the part of the greek uh, government it is indicative that they know that they cannot really give uh they, they don't want to give any additional information that they might expose them okay because um, so yesterday we had a, in the plenary of the European Parliament an detailed conversation about the fact that uh, the European Commission's work, the European Commission had um, addressed to the countries that they use spywares in order to give them back feedback uh, for what they are doing in order to improve the legislation, and the Greek government are among those countries that they are not facilitate the process even in the European Union level. Okay, so domestically, they regulate in order to make, to create patches and to cover their, uh, to cover their operations. And uh, internationally, they have been exposed for the fact that they're not collaborating. What overall impact has this scandal about the surveillance of journalists had so far uh, on the freedom of the press and the already challenging climate facing free and independent journalism in Greece? Yes, I, I believe that, of course, it's a burden. Uh, it is indicative of the deterioration of, of the work conditions of the journalists in Greece. And uh, there have been other threats and the fact that the, the, the government still denies to admit their wrongdoings. And uh, the only things they are saying is that uh, let uh, we are expecting for the Greek justice to deliver and to say what was the, the wrongdoings, okay? So the fact that they are not uh, admitting the mistake and they're not taking any measures in order to safeguard that those, uh, those mistakes and wrongdoings will not be repeated in the future, it is indicative that uh, there's no any um, um, appetite for um, uh, recognition of the, of the mistakes, and uh, they are still doing the same things. Okay, and of course this is indicative that we will. In the, there's the danger that in the forthcoming future we will not have 
more the deterioration of uh, the threats and of the pressure that is um, uh, the government and uh, is uh, shows to the to the journalists. Okay, um, despite the fact that the European Parliament and uh, the European Commission and the independent uh, foreign uh, organizations have been very vocal for the need to improve and to make adjustments. So uh, I, I still believe that the way that the Greek journalism is working uh, will not um, uh, allow to the government to become an authoritarian regime. And I believe that by doing our jobs properly, we are going to safeguard the check and balances. So uh, this is the message that I want to send, that despite what their politicians are doing, despite what the judicial body is doing, and uh, in this case, journalists, journalists are still doing their job properly, and the one that uh, as a body, they safeguard democracy, the rule of law, and they keep the check and balance. This surveillance case represents a major violation of journalistic source protection and press freedom. In none of the cases has accountability or the full truth been revealed. No other country in the EU right now faces the same toxic combination of the murder and physical attacks on journalists, vexatious lawsuits and criminal charges against media, a sprawling spyware scandal and the ingrained capture of media by vested business and political interests. Much remains to be done. Press freedom advocates call on the Greek government to urgently adopt legislative amendments and on the Greek authorities to conduct a swift, independent and transparent investigation and legal proceedings to hold those responsible to account. Until then, press freedom in the birthplace of democracy could continue to suffer. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of the MFRR In Focus. The Media Freedom Rapid Response tracks, monitors and reacts to violations of press and media freedom in EU member states and candidate countries. The project is co-funded by the European Commission. For more in-depth podcast episodes about the state of press freedom in Europe, visit the website mfrr.eu or search MFRR In Focus on your podcast apps. Mm-hmm.